The Jerry DePoto Show, presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports. Good morning, Jerry. Mike, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What's the what is the frustration level at today? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's been an ongoing level of frustration, and uh, I it's I, I'd like to tell you that that I hope it's reached its reached its peak, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it's not been a great run for us, and and I think we're all aware of that. It's a, I I feel like we've at least identified where the issues lie, and and now it's it's on us to to figure out how to pull ourselves out of it. Where do the issues lie? Our offense just doesn't score runs, and you know it's a it's been a problem for quite some time now. We've we've over the last six weeks, I think, done a better job of generating base runners on a fairly consistent basis. Uh, last few days aside, but you know we we still really struggled to convert that into runs consistently, and you know the that's the big issue with this team is consistency. Um, we show flashes. We have fun players. I, I think we've, you know, we show our capability. You know, on the season, we, we have a positive D to Z number despite an absurdly high strikeout rate for our lineup. We, we've generated a positive run differential, and still we find ourselves, you know, scrapping and clawing to try to figure out how to separate ourselves from 500. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard Scott use the word compete yesterday, and and I guess I was a little concerned to hear that. I mean, why why what what does the word compete mean to you when he says you got to compete out there every inning right from the start? You know, I think it's it's on all sides of the ball. It's a it's a level of focus, which I think we've all seen our team's level of focus. You know, it, it comes and it goes, and when we are really focused. And we are intent in the batter's box and we are putting on good at bats. We're taking the balls, swinging at the strikes. If our pitchers go out and drill the strike zone, we generally see positive results. And, you know, one, I guess a, a trait that has, has shown itself with this team is, is for a three, four, five inning stretch or even three games, we, we teeter and we seem to disappear. And I think when Scott says compete, that's what he's referencing is, is it's 24 seven. It's 162 games a year that you are dialed in and you are competing. And if you let your guard down that the, the other team is going to pass you by. That's, you know, effectively a reference. So I, I, I just, to uh, you know, I hear that word compete. I hear focus. I hear, you know, consistency. How do those differ from effort? Oh, I think the effort is unquestionably there. This is, it's, uh, you know, this team works as hard as any team you're going to be around. Team staff shows up at the crack of dawn. I mean, truly, it's the earliest uh, I've ever seen the staff get to the ballpark. They put the work. I, I wish I could tell you why. And maybe it is that they're just there too long. The, the focus is, is too much on, on trying to pull themselves out instead of just breathing and having a little bit of fun with it. But I'm hopeful that as we get to the break and are able to reset ourselves here in a couple of weeks, that that we come out on the other side of this in close proximity to 500 with a chance to to have a better second half once we change our focus, because I think we need it. Jerry, uh, we've talked about the approach at the plate the last couple of weeks, right? And and some of the messaging that changed and going back up the middle. And it seemed like it had, it was, it was working for a little while and certainly against the Marlins. And then I don't know, the last couple of games, as you mentioned, the old approach seemed to be back. Where, where does that disconnect occur? 
Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's just a panic. I don't know another way to, to describe it. And when you run into Lance Lynn on a day when you strike out 18 times, you know, you, it, everybody, we walk away winning that game and nobody feels good about that win. It's you, you get on the, the plane, you fly to New York and your general thought is, you know, we pulled one out there and it's a roughly, we had three good at bats in the game and we were able to manage that because our pitching was excellent. And, you know, I, I think you get in uh, to New York on Tuesday and you're facing what has been the best pitcher in our league. And, and he gave it to us, you know, it, it got a difficult time. And now when that piles up and it's two days, it, it starts to get on you and you're over four turned into over eight. And, you know, now you're out there on day three and we've talked about this so many times. It, it, it is a, a this is timeless in baseball that when you feel that 0 for 8, that 0 for 12 start to pile up on you, you really start to press and it's hard to succeed when you press. And, you know, we, we watched it last night against a fairly inexperienced pitcher who had been struggling in AAA before coming back to the Yankees. We went out and we made a lot of soft outs early in counts. We didn't really do the things that you have to do to grind. Uh, a team that, frankly, they're down too. You know, the Yankees were down when we came in. And, you know, we let them off the hook a little bit last night. In, in that focus, you know, we didn't focus on the things that we can do to, to compete against that team in a meaningful way. So one of the things then that I found myself trying to figure out as, as we've watched them struggle, and, and I know baseball can kind of go in a few different directions at once, do you think that they are at times wound too tight or are they too loose? You know, I wish I knew. I would, I would say that this is not a tight team. You know, that, that's not a, a, an issue with this team. We have, we have some players that are maybe on, on the scale of intensity, uh, on you know, 0 to 10, some that are closer to 10, some that are closer to 0. But this is not a tightly wound team. Perhaps too loose, you know, perhaps you know, believing that, ah, oh, we've done this before, we'll turn on the water when it's time. It's a tough thing to do in this league. And you know, it's a, I think we're learning lessons. We're still a fairly young team, you know, by the standards of this league. And, and there's still enough season to do the things that we need to do to, to right the, the wrong, to, to turn the, the ship around. But at the end of the day, it's, it's going to require focus. And, and right now we are distracted young players. We are, we are veterans who are not having great years that are trying to figure out how to get back to their norms. And, We've talked about it before. When that's happening collectively, you know, it's hard to find the, the stabilizing voice in the middle of the room because everybody's focus might be on something different than just the, the outcome of the game that night. Do you think they're feeling some of the weight of the expectations heading into this year? Perhaps. You know, I, I can't say that for sure. That's probably on an individual basis. I don't think that we are collectively, you know, an, or as an organization, I don't feel like we're feeling that way season we thought we were a good team uh and and frankly so did the pundits like we snuck up on anybody we were a playoff team last year we won 90 in a row 90 games two years in a row i i really don't think this is a case of of you know crumbling to the expectation i i think this is more the case of you know, our expectations of ourselves are so high and from me to scott to every player in that room and you know right now short we just haven't we haven't done the things that we are capable of doing and and i think everybody in that room feels that we don't need external forces to remind us that we're falling short of of our goals or whatever 
projections were, we've fallen short of our own. And, and that's the most important thing is getting back to uh, effectively doing the things that we know we can do. Well, and that's probably a good uh, lead in into Julio. I mean, the, the guy who is the best, most talented guy in this team who can do things that none of us have seen. Uh, I, I got some of this research uh, sent to me from from Fox. I'm kind of curious about it. It says Julio, and and this is related to his swing decisions. It uh, looks like some of his decline is his own swing decisions rather than how pitchers are pitching him. Last year, he tied for eighth in baseball with a swing take run value. This year, he's tied for 142nd specifically on fastballs. He says he's been less aggressive on hitting on more hittable fastballs at the heart of the plate and more aggressive on tougher pitches around the edges of the plate and farther outside. How, how does that, how does that, how does that tend to happen to a player who's as talented as Julio? We may have lost Jerry. <laughs> Either no, or, no, here I oh, there we go. Oh, we found Jerry again. Phew. Yeah, I walk closer to a window. It's a it's a rainy day in New York, which is uh, <laughs> not good on cell phone coverage. No but problem. We uh, I the the question, and and I think you know what you just described with Julio, you could effectively plug in almost all of our hitters, and that has that has been a collective struggle for us, and an area where we've generally done very well in the last couple of years with. A lot of the same personnel, you know, a lot of the same players, a lot of the same coaches, a lot of the, it's a, a lot of the same theory. We, we're just not executing. And, and this is that, that, I guess, that stress that we talked about a moment ago when, when you're not performing to your own expectations, to whatever your own standard is, and you start to push. And I don't think it's that, you know, Julio or any of our other hitters is thinking, I need to get the big hit. I really don't think that. I, I think they're out there trying to figure out how to find themselves and how to stand up to their own goals and expectations. And 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 it forces you to do things, you know, I guess the emotion of that, the, you know, the belief that there's something more that you're not achieving, you, you go out and you try to do more. But but I don't think it is it is you know, driven toward the, I have to be the one to drive in that run. I know that's going to be an easier uh, explanation for, you know, the game of the week crew or someone who's not around this team every day. But, you know, if you watch our team, they're not a tight group. They're not, you know, this is a hardworking group. I, I really do think they have high standards for themselves and they know we're falling short. And this is the result of it is that they're just pushing harder and harder and when you push harder, you swing at pitches you just shouldn't swing at. And Julio's a good example of it. Do you think that any of this uh, was foreseeable? Could it have been mitigated with a with a different plan heading into the year? Don't know how. You know, and I've said this before on the airwaves. I, I take full responsibility for putting this roster together. This is the same team, the same core of a team that 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 did the things that it did a year ago, and frankly, played a pretty good season in twenty twenty one and. You know, our pitching has generally stood up to, to expectations and, and then some. Uh, it's a, could we talk about park factors and weather in the early season? Sure. It's, it's now the third week in June, and we're still doing the same thing and, and making the same mistakes. And at some point, you know, we have to, we have to collectively get back on track. And, and I don't think it's going to be one player at a time. I really don't. I think this is going to be one of those things that is contagious and when we have the, the standard setter in the room that says, guys, this is the way we do it. And uh, we just we have not really struck on that. I, I wish I knew what, you know, what we could have done at the, at the start 
to mitigate this. It's a collective struggle that I don't think anybody saw coming, which is why we're having this conversation and why, you know, it's widely written about. We are falling short of standards that were standards for a reason. They were expected for a reason. There's a good, talented baseball team that's not playing like a good, talented baseball team. We don't get to see the behind the scenes. We don't get to see what goes on uh, in the clubhouse, on the plane, you know, before the games, et cetera. How do you think Scott is handling, you know, this, this it struggles? I don't know if that's the right word, but sort of the situation where it is. Yeah, it's a, it's funny. We talk about this like, you know, we're at DEFCON 1 and it's, it's again, we're we're hovering around 500. <laughs> and it's a it's a crummy place to be. We've talked about that. And I I think Scott has handled it with equal parts. Let's find the solution and you know, let's raise the standards. What we are trying to achieve here. It's we've we've got our trackables, we we our measurables, the things that we show the players on a fairly regular basis. You know, we have gone through multiple iterations of trying to to change the messaging, the way we are getting information to our players. We've tried to tamp down the information so that it's not too much to absorb. Uh, but roughly it's the same programs that that most of these players thrived with a year ago. And you know, I, I, I don't know a way to say it other than we're going through, you know, I, roughly the sophomore struggle. And when I say sophomore struggle, it's not for players who are rookies in 2022. It's you know, we graduated from an interesting team to 21 to a contending team in 22. Now we are a sophomore contender and we're finding it harder than we thought we would. And now we have to figure out how to, to take that, that the, the hard and make it easy and now I, like I said, there's a lot of season left to do that, but we got to get to work. Uh, usually we just sort of run through some injury uh, updates, and I guess we'll do that now. Um, Marco Gonzalez, any any update on where Marco's at? No, none. Still no timeline. And, uh, you know, he's not yet begun a, a full-fledged throwing program. We're waiting to see uh, on uh, where he is physically. And, and until he gets down that slope, like we talked about next uh, or last week, until he gets down that slope, we really won't have a timeline on, on his return. And do we know any more about J.P. Crawford? We'd heard he was going to have an MRI. Uh, J.P. is just day-to-day. I, I don't know uh, where we are in terms of his availability today. He was available yesterday for you know in-game replacement if necessary. So I don't know that we're dealing with you know anything that, that should be considered more than short-term, but Obviously, he's been out for a game and a half and, and would love to have him back. He's part of what makes us go. And then I saw Trevor Gott was supposed to pitch last night. I guess I never checked to see whether he did. How's he doing? Uh, Goddard's doing okay. You know, he's uh, it's, it's hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see how he comes out. And, you know, the, the goal is one more outing. And uh, if that goes well, he hasn't missed too much time. And, you know, he's physically responded very well. But as as is always the case, with players returning from injury, wait till he wakes up today, fills us in on how he's feeling, and then we'll assess from there. Well, Jerry, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. Obviously, frustration uh, everywhere in the last couple of games don't help that. One of these days, we'll see if we can do this after a winning Wednesday. But uh, until uh, next week, thank you. We appreciate it. Have a uh, good rest of the road trip. Appreciate it, Mike.